Hello and welcome to the show. If you're enjoying it and want an ad-free experience, consider signing up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash the 101 podcast. Get early access and exclusive content on there as well for less than the cost of a cup of coffee. Links to ways of supporting the show are in the description. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy this episode. Yo, what up? It's Donut, and you tuning in to all your Illuminata news. Magic and the occult world have a huge hidden hand in the power dynamics of politics. Yo, what up? It's Donut, and you tuning in to all your Illuminata news. In today's video, we ask the question, is Trump a chaos magician? Yeah, is Trump a chaos magician? Total, 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 total. Oh, we lost Donut right off the bat. <laughs> I don't know. Is he Donut? Well, wasn't expecting this. What the heck was that? Yo. What the? Bro, you, you disconnected. Your, sure you- your mic disconnected, bro. You're coming out the wrong mic. <laughs> okay, one second. That was crazy, bro. What is that? That was crazy. I'm scared, right, don't yeah. I? Okay. Uh, you know, let's break the internet here. Let me do that again. Yo, what up? It's Donut, and you tune into all your Illuminati news. We are here with the homocologist himself, the one-on-one podcast, going over a wild, fascinating topic on meme magic. Memes, I mean... This gets deep into the occult, into science, and this gets really deep. Gets really deep. Yeah, that was wild. Play, play the video, you coward. <laughs> yeah. So this vid this video is going to be a live stream on the topic. I made a video over on the Patreon about like a year or two ago, and it just there's so much more information to play <laughs> on this, on this topic. So obviously what we're going to be talking about today can relate to anyone and not just, not just Trump, but any politician, any actor, any celebrity, anyone can really use this. And we're going to be drawing from this book that I had sent Donna R. Kirk Packwood <laughs> Mimetic magic. I'm getting some feedback, Donut. You got your, yeah, dude. Having technical difficulties. Is it Chan? Is Chan to blame? I don't know. It's the blame. I don't know. So for those that want to read more about it, you know the nitty gritty, they can check this this book out. You can find it online. It's free. Mimetic magic, manipulation of the root social matrix and the fabric of reality. Now it's kind of fluffed up, and we're gonna break down what all these things are. And everyone knows what a meme is. We've all have been exposed to it. And we're going to paint a picture as to, in my opinion, Donut, how this might be a sort of evolution of a magical system and how it might be, I I believe. What are your thoughts, Donut? What do you actually think is going on? Like all videos and everything aside, what is donut think is actually happening when it comes to these celebrities these occult rituals like what what are your true thoughts of like this is what's happening like straight to the point 
I think there's a lot going on that we don't know about. And this book right here that you just brought up, you sent to me, The Mematic Magic Manipulation of the Root Social Matrix in the Fabric of Reality. This was published in 2002. So it was written probably in the 90s. And a lot of the stuff it talks about with meme magic can be traced back to Terrence McKenna, the Rockefellers, Timothy Leary. And the deeper you dive back, it goes into some shaman stuff as well. That The shamans are where the memes are coming from. And... I just want to get the definition and the etymology of meme out of the way, because everyone thinks of a meme. They think of an Internet meme, which is the pictures with the words, and they usually invoke a certain type of feeling. It can either make you laugh. It's very relatable, right? Straight to the point. Very relatable. It's funny. And you brought up that thing that everyone collects them or you have you have what they call meme checkpoints whenever you're on social media. It's like, stop right now and show us your most recent meme so they're essentially and you think about it dude when it goes viral it's insinuating that it's like a a virus of some sort an infection of some sort right like this viral phenomenon it's kind of kind of bizarre but a meme is what everyone knows it as right now is an amusing or interesting item such as a caption, picture, or video, or genre of items that is spread widely online, especially through social media. We have the grumpy cat meme. We have various different memes. That's an internet meme. The actual term meme, which was, I'll bring up who who came up with it here in a second, is an idea, behavior, style, or usage that spreads from person to person within a culture. So essentially, it is a it is information and memes spread throughout culture they they can even create culture so right there a meme is a basic element of sociocultural language or thought which writes the programs producing the framework of the mind or the subconscious so at its core that that's alchemy right there bro where you are purifying something to its to its smallest form so you can take culture and you can purify it all the way down to a meme which makes the bigger picture and that's alchemy because you're taking and you're projecting something from lead to gold or you can break it down from gold and you know everything is composed of atoms essentially so you're able to break it back down and the people who understand this that culture can be broken down into individual units happy birthday donut by the way bro i completely forgot that it was your birthday today dude dude so happy birthday to you but the people who are able to manipulate these memes these structures those are the mimetic magicians and that is mimetic warfare mimetic magic whatever you want to call it and those are the people we're going to be talking about today we're going to be giving some of the physics as to why that is how that works and i'm going to be bringing in some square magic, some sigil magic. We got some sympathetic magic, alchemy, all that good stuff. Right. So like the beginning of this book that you sent me, it really highlights how this goes back to the shamans. The first chapter is shamanism and memetics. Am I saying that right? Memetics? Memetics. 
my medics. You're doing a good job. And, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I started off with a rusty start, so make sure you smash that like button and share this video out. We got a big presentation for you today because this is super deep. And no, this I, I like to you know start off saying no, this isn't some leftist uh, Trump derangement syndrome video. This is actually looking into meme medic magic and. Uh, as America is a republic, first off, it was started as a republic, and democracy is demo, which is the mob rule. Uh, so there's a lot of confusion with words in our society. But who is really winning, uh, I guess it's a 50-50 battle with the mimetic wars going on now for ideas and ideals. But you sending me this book, Mimetic Magic, it's starting off with the importance of shamans, right? You got this shaman who was escorted to take these pictures by the police. He was escorted for a reason. And then you have a shaman at Davos right now doing a ritual. So all the shaman stuff's popping up. Marina Abramovic as well called Trump the greatest magician because shamans told her this. I'm going to play these two clips That's real wild. quick to start it off. Yes, very wild stuff. There is a group of shamans there who do something called collective dreaming in solitude for a long time. The shaman told me that actually the best thing happened in this planet right now is the Trump to be the president. I said, how is this possible? Is the best thing to happen? He said, yes, because, because he's so irrational. He's so crazy. That's actually create that awakening that we finally wake up. He's the, the magician who wakes us up. <laughs> Oh man, I, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it going. Though. I'm gonna keep it going. Smash that like button. Can you pray for me after watching that, bro? <laughs> What's up? Can you pray for me after watching that? Whatever yeah. that lady was, she's a demon, dude. Right. So that was Marina Abramovic saying she spoke with shamans, and now here's a shaman uh, at Davos. <laughs> Why should I? He was the most notorious insurrectionist at the Capitol, the QAnon shaman. Effectively being led through the halls of the Capitol for the QAnon shaman to then take those famous photos. The tape show, the Capitol Police, they helped him. So we can't hide the fact that shamanism plays a big role, especially with this book that you sent me. Now, memes are coming from shamans. So what shamans did, and I'm not dissing shamans at all, this is where memes are coming from. So a shaman, from my understanding of reading this book, what they would do is they'd go out in isolation in a spirit animal, like a frog, like a Pepe frog or a fly or something like that would come to them and then they would get a rock or a stick or something to resemble it. So that became the meme. So this is sort of where it's stemming from. And I think it's just very interesting that you got all this talks connected to 
elections and politics with shamanism and all that. <laughs> and it's interesting, right, that you're, you're mentioning animals. And essentially, shamans are able to walk between veils and interact with with spirits on the other side i guess that's that's the way i've come to understand it as well so they they're they're void walkers essentially they're able to walk and can you pause the last frame of that video that you were playing again very creepy donut very right there at the on the ground that's that's a mandala bro that, that that's that's a mandala right there on the ground i mean and millions of people is fox playing this millions of people were we're looking at this and we'll get into what mandalas are able to do here in a, in a little bit, but they're able to look between veils, go into other dimi dimensions, interact with spirits and animals is an interesting one because bro, the animals have been playing a role since the very beginning. I mean, if you look at the story of the garden of Eden, you have the snake and sometimes you have the eagle. Right. So we're talking about ideas being revealed and essentially it's been about knowledge and that sacred knowledge since the very beginning. Right. So you have the animals and what does Alex Jones always talk about? Dude, let me play this clip here. Alex Jones always talks about. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin frogs gay. The frogs. Okay. The first set of magic squares, which we'll get into the evolution of magic squares, was revealed to the emperor on the back of a sea turtle. So we have this idea of animals again presenting these ideas to people, which they later take and they evolve it into magical systems. Now, because animals are seen as some sort of guiding spirits, if you will. And again, th this is according to the lore and what we're... We we've been reading the literature but it's interesting that we have what is it is it pepe the frog or is it keck the frog are you yeah, are you familiar so i'm happy you brought up the frog i want to kind of connect this real quick to the right right the the right is known to have the frog and then you got the left who does the spirit cooking all all leak the documents and whatnot marina abramovic and marina abramovic was doing these rituals with lady gaga who opened up the ceremony for the inauguration for Joe Biden. So you definitely got some deep occult magic happening on both sides. Now the frog, you brought up Alex Jones with the frog turning the frogs sus. It's not just Alex. You even got Jordan Peterson, right? Is known as Kermit the frog. Is he really? Which is the frog meme as well. So there's so much connections to the frog. And what I'd like to point out is that on these Wikipedia <laughs> sites, they're, they're calling it synchronicities, but Pepe would be Keck in mythology, which is primordial darkness, also known as Kuk, Keck, Keku, which is symbolized as chaos so it's a chaos so you know is this a chaos magician chaos theory terence mckenna who predicted these memes i mean he looks like a frog and he was doing the studies you know what i mean but i mean there's also a, a weird connection of synchronicities with frogs you know turning them sus so they can't reproduce i guess i don't really know how that goes 
But this was such a huge internet meme. But that's sort of happening now. Childless future. Birth rates are plunging as millennials decide against being parents. Well, this is happening because of the ideals and the culture war that we are currently in. So I'm not saying that this is a bad thing that we got, you know, these these frogs out here uh, because there is a culture war happening and it is used through the memes. Right now, men are becoming less fertile. Right. What do these look like? You know, they look like tadpoles, which turn in the frogs. Well, the frog as well, Donut, the frog represents that that sort of metamorphosis that the the. It's interdimensional in a sense because the frog starts in the water and is able to then go outside of the water. So it starts in one element and it ends up in another, almost like, again, like that shamanistic sort of thing where they're able to transcend and pierce the veil. And I always wonder, do whenever I go out fishing and pull a a fish out of the water, do you think it's tripping and it thinks it's like in another dimension being abducted (laughs) by aliens? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, but I just watched it. It's always sunny, and he has to tell some truths. So he's all like, "I ate a toad, and I didn't know what it was." I've ate frog was- before. Have you? I have. I think so. I didn't what, know. Is it that escargot? Is escargot frog no, or is that snail? That's snails. So frog legs. I ate frog legs one time at a Chinese. I was in New Jersey at a Chinese buffet. And my dad's friends were like, oh, yeah, yo, have some of this, have some of this chicken right here. And they're like trying to egg me on. Obviously, they're all watching. So to, to wait for your reaction, then it's like, at the, oh, that's actually frogs. It tasted fine, you know, but the frogs is also part of the 5-MeO-DMT. So you have Mike Tyson and different guys who have come out and said, like, if you lick the toad, you don't actually lick it, but you... You know how they extract the five meo DMT, right? Don't right, right. So they're getting this um, spiritual experience, yep. hallucinogenic experience through the frog venom mm-hmm. or their butt. No, not their butt. Their their glands. They don't the butt. <laughs> their anal glands. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. My bad. But like uh-huh. frogs in memes, I, somebody wrote froggy and made me think of froggy fresh. Like, whoops. Froggy Fresh is like a known meme rapper. I'm the baddest of them all. Oh, this guy. Yes, 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 yes. With the boogers and everything coming out of his nose. Because <laughs> I am the baddest of them all. If you ain't got money, then I don't mess with y'all. Yeah. If you see your girl, and, uh, he's all like, he's all like, <laughs> yeah. The no. scary part Shout about these Froggy Fresh. The scary part about these guys is that you don't even know if they're being real or not. If they're putting on an act or not. And that's the scary part. And I think that, right, that's the chaos element into it where you throw everything out and you you just stick to whatever you want. You make your own sort of system. So when, when you talked about the animal connection, mm. I'd put insects in there too. And it just made me think of like the evolution of the magic squares. Cause the, the quadromancy has always been something that has interested me because of John D and Edward Kelly and all these guys that were interacting with entities through the use of these squares. And, you know, speaking of secret societies here, we have my fellow, my, my homunculus paranoid American. Welcome to the stream, bro. What is a juggalo? I don't no. know, but I'm down with the clown and I'm down for life, yo. 
What up, paranoid? Are you down with the Juggalos, Juan? I oh that that was a long delay, bro. I would not be I'm opposed not, to being I'm, down with the Juggalos, I'm not, I, dude. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. Look, this is the thing: is that if people are coming up on here, which I don't think anybody is, but because of the title is Trump a chaos magician, um, it is good to question your own reality. Yeah. As I'm a Juggalo, and I've questioned the Juggalo reality. So it's not hard to do. It's easy to do. And it's fun to do, to move your thoughts and your brain into different aspects of stuff. But we're going over, Paranoid, chaos magic. Is Trump a chaos magician? Hell yeah, he is. Are you kidding? That's not even a question, bro. That's like just a general statement. I mean, he's a catalyst. He brings chaos to a situation. That part feels objective. Like, that's not even subjective at all, right? Trump enters the room chaos ensues the magic part is just up to your own perspective but the chaos parts right there in front of you now what does it mean order out of chaos so this i mean i'm i'm the resident freemason so take it with a hold grain on, of hold salt on, hold on i got you i got you illuminati yeah, confirmed there you go there we go okay homunculus confirmed there we go just just play them all go just ahead. hit just hit Juggalo so confirmed. The actual phrase, um, order out of chaos, as it comes from the Scottish Rite Freemasonry in particular, that phrase, as I've understood it, basically means that before Albert Pike came in and sort of standardized Scottish Rite, it was an absolute, you know, um, super show. I don't know. I don't know what channels we're streaming live to, but it was. We're on, it was you, an absolute we're on YouTube. YouTube. Yes. Okay. It was. It was a total clown show. And it was essentially like anyone that wanted to just say that they were bestowing grease on people, they could just confer degrees and they would go door to door. They'd knock on people's houses. I think we've gone into this before. And they would be like, oh, what's that? Juan just came by and he said that he's got 17 degrees. Well, we got 18 degrees and we're 50 cents less. And like it was legitimately that bad, like door to door vacuum salesman style. And it got so bad that they, Outbur Pike, helped standardize it. And that's where that phrase comes from, order out of chaos, in that, like, the Scottish Rite Freemasonry was just absolute chaos, and then Albert Pike came in, and he gave order to it. Now, I, I already understand the other interpretations that, like, Freemasons cause chaos, and therefore cause, like, create their own order out of it, which is of, of something that predates a lot of this, I think. Like We're a talking Hegelian, Hegelian dialectic. dialectic. Yeah, well, if I right. was a Freemason, which I'm not... And I was to be asked if I was to be asked that same question you asked don't that don't ask trainer an American I would probably say the same thing that's the <laughs> that's the exoteric explanation paranoid American do you can you tell us the true definition bro don't look he's taking a sip he's taking a sip of of whatever that is hold on <laughs> yeah no. well, so you know I, I'm happy that we're getting into this because it goes into what we've been studying where it is about thoughts in the mind affecting reality. So chaos magic goes into the mental plane, the spiritual realm in a sense, which I believe in these 14 phenomenons that happen um, as a very uh, right brain individual myself that I'm, I, I, you know, creative Pisces sort of, you know, um, but Donald Trump, I'll play a clip of uh, two clips real quick on 
how synchronicity sort of works. Kamala Harris is calling him the chaos. I'm going to play that clip. This just happened a couple of days ago. Harris, she says the next election comes down to competence versus chaos. And it's going to be the choice between respecting our democracy, what is about competence versus chaos. Now, Trump going into the new thought of I'm going to play that clip because the clip will probably explain and notice it, it was comp- a little competence, and, competence and chaos both start with C. So 33 there. That's going to, well, it's, it's rich. Just hearing Kamala uh, Harris. Go ahead. Well, cause I, they're, I, they're I going for that. that. They're going for the Whoever wins is going to be the 47th president, which goes into a lucid lucid uh, 47th proposition of Euclid Euclid. Euclid. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna play one more clip going into how chaos theory sort of works um, with Trump's connections to the positive thinking movement and Masonic stuff as well. Using the mind to shape realities and out- chaos magic is using the mind to shape realities and outcome. Trump is known for using the mind to shape realities and outcome with positive thinking by his mentor, Vincent Pale, a 33rd degree Mason since he was a child. Chaos magic and positive thinking are similar, getting material results with mental thoughts. Two of Trump's weddings took place at Vincent Peale's place. Clinton went to Trump's weddings because Trump owned the Clintons. Oprah Winfrey was supposed to be Trump's vice president. Oprah does the same Yoni symbol, the Illuminati symbol that we see Elon and Trump do, which is the 666 pyramid, and Oprah stayed home for 322 days for the secret society of Skull and Bones. She who brought the secret law of attraction to America and the world, and she's also interviewed Abraham Hicks, Oprah Winfrey Network, an anagram for New World Order, Oprah Winfrey Network. O-W-N is N-W-O. New World Order. Yeah, so it it goes into uh, all this with uh, chaos magic. You see all the different politicians using elements of this, even if it is Javier at the World Economic Forum, known for his tantric sex. So you know he's going into a lot of the occult studies. But and chaos, the dog too. Ma- that there's the animal connection there. The dog and the dog is the one that is with the fool in the tarot uh, card of the fool. So you have the dog connection with this particular figure, and right you have Shiba Inu. You have all these other meme ston- stonks. The meme stonks. You have the dog there in the Mithraic sculpture, which again it's. It's, so I think it's all, all powerful. Yeah, I'm happy you brought the dog up because it's another animal. And Elon rose the power through the memes, right? Trump rose the, the most powerful position on the planet, arguably, as the U.S. president using memes. And Andrew Tate became the most Googled man on the planet. And he rose the power via memes. So you can see that there is something happening and we can tie it back to chaos magic, to meme magic, and this goes back to shaman. Some people are saying this is the first meme of 2024 with Cat <laughs> Williams. And he's wearing the Ishtar chaos magic symbol right there. 
on his chest. Is he partaking in this? The black and white checkerboard duality? I don't know. But I got to give a shout out to Gary Lockman as well, as he wrote a book called Dark Star Rising. And he was the guy who was in Blondie, the band Call Me, Call Me, Anna, you know that song? So he went on to write a ton of books on the occult. And we got to look into this. I mean, we've already, we all already know the Podesta practices occult magic, the Clinton. We already know how evil the left is, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So we've got to also look at what's going on with everybody. Yeah. I, I and, and again, I think this applies to, I don't worship any political leader, just for the record. I think this applies to everybody. So, and, and I think it's about the, again, manipulation. So mimetic occultism is propaganda that speaks to the soul. That goes much deeper. And the actual memes themselves are used as some sort of weapons, if you will, for both sides and for anything really because they're relatable they're funny and they are easily spread so somebody takes it post and sometimes you see videos that are memes or or you know pictures where they've been screenshotted so many times that you can see the the quality go down from how many times it's been screenshotted you know mm -hmm. So like you're stealing people's memes and you just repost. That's, that's how you know the vintage, bro. That's how you tell like. <laughs> yeah. So well, even like how successful the right is with their memes that the left, there's more witches now. Trump's presidency has spawned a new generation of witches. So there's something going on where the the lunatic far left is resulting on what how can we how can we how can we save this you know they're this is what they're they're leaning on mm -hmm. it's being pushed road war meme we could see how effective it is too wow. i and definitely think meme magic is real and that these these memes they're incredibly powerful which is also one of the reasons why they're being like struck down and that's why like all the 4chan things essentially get rebranded as you know blatant racism or worse mm -hmm. and it's it's because they want to just you know squash this immediately like anytime someone starts making a funny meme it immediately becomes like an offensive thing almost like a hate speech becomes the narrative to squash it because they're funny they're hilarious and it's almost impossible to debate against something that's funny unless you say it's unacceptable speech and then you can start to like brush it under the rug and, yeah, and I like to remind everybody, we're almost pushing 2,000 people watching. We're streaming all over. Make sure to smash that like button and share the video out. And I want to say, too, happy birthday, Paranoid American. I forgot to wish you a happy birthday. And also, Is we're it your birthday? Yeah, it's Paranoid American's birthday today. Happy birthday, bro. Happy it's birthday, bro. It's this, is my, this is my fourth birthday of the month, actually, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, we're getting ready to launch our second. I'm going to plug something real quick. We're getting ready to launch our second Chosen Juan comic book. I don't know if you can pull up my screen here so I can show the people. What was that? that, that was, those were lips, but not the type of lips that you think. Okay, I promise. Okay, okay. That was, that was the guys from Nephilim Desk. <laughs> but you can go to chosenjuan.com. 
And you can sign up for the Kickstarter. This is going to have Alex Stein, who might make an appearance oh, tonight. Who knows? Pimp on a blimp. Pimp yeah. on a blimp. He might be yeah, joining we, us tonight. Yes. Yeah, we got Pimp on a blimp all up in here. So we got Sam Tripley, Johnny XG, got the Pod Father, And if we pump this one out and move on to issue three, we can put Donut. And we can make Donut like an actual Donut who has oh, a cat oh. as like, you know, like the typical villain that... You know, pets his cat as the, you know. So I think that'd be cool. But yeah, I mean, that's the goal, man. Yeah. The more of these issues that we can knock out, the more people that we can get included, and the more adventures that they can all go on. Like Donut's just waiting on the sidelines. He's on bench. He's ready to get into the game. We just need to get this issue out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go get yep. that issue. How so? You, would people go to the link and they? It's like a, a Kickstarter, so you order right. it. You go to, you you go to chosenone.com. It'll bring you to this Kickstarter for right now. If you're watching this in the future, then this will redirect to where you can just buy it after it's been released. But right now, if you have never used Kickstarter before, you just click on notify and you sign up. Which is a free uh, website, and it's essentially made to help people fund their comic projects and game projects and everything. So you go mm -hmm. here, you sign up. And right where it says 110 followers, we see that number go up a little tick. Uh, and basically, we're going to be launching this in maybe a week or two. I'm not. We haven't figured the exact date out. The more people that sign up, that means like we can go bigger and better. And anyone that does sign up, they're going to get an early link that maybe we throw in some cool donut merch or something. I don't. I don't know what we do, but but for anyone that signs up to get the first notification, you'll be able to get first dibs at whatever cool stuff we've got for the early birds. So there's a, a huge incentive to get in this. People are calling me Illuminati because I have this here, bro. So I don't know. Oh, I yeah. guess I'm what? Illuminati confirmed. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I also, since we shamelessly plug in, if you go down to my Patreon, <laughs> well, well, if you go down to the Patreon, me and Paranoid America and Juan hopefully will join us. We're gonna break down Teddy Bear's picnic this week, hopefully. I'm on, down. Uh, Bohemian Grove. It's a movie making fun of it. Let me but show let's you get something. Back in, let's get back into the memes. I got some okay, slides, bro. Yeah, let's. The so th these are magic squares, and this relates, in my opinion, to the meme, the evolution of magical systems, because magic squares have roots all the way back to 650 BC. It started in China, allegedly. From there, it spread over to the Iraq area because they were trading back and forth. So you have an evolution here of the magic square. At first, it started off with numbers, essentially at first, and then they started to incorporate letters, letterism, and then you have a combination of both. So I have here some examples. This is the first one that was allegedly presented to uh, Lu Xu on the back of a turtle shell. And they would take those and they use it as divinatory. So again, we have this animal aspect of it. We have this one in India. This one from the 16th century. And then we move on here and we have Trithemius, whom inspired John D. And we have the Enochian system, which is very important because almost any of the secret societies that you know and love, Golden Dawn, OTO, Rosicrucians, all these guys use a form of Enochian. And they took this system, which John D. took inspiration from Trithemius in the 15th century, from his stenographia, shout out to dark journalists. Uh, and shout, he, dark shout out. And he made his own grid magic. Now, the interesting part about this is we brought up the 5-MEO DMT earlier with the toad. You lick the toad butt. You go into altered state of, states of consciousness. And there's something about the grid and psychedelic experiences 
Okay, a lot of people when they take, let me find the button. A lot of people when they take dimethyltryptamine, they look up and they see a grid. They see the matrix, right? You have Andrew Tate talking about is Andrew Tate the what's his name the yeah yeah he talks about the matrix yeah the matrix he kind of sort of looks like the guy in the matrix the one that's eating the steak where he's like ignorance is bliss so we have this weird he was released the day the matrix was released no really yeah yeah i'll I'll, I'll show the slides after this yeah so i'm pretty sure the dude's name was cyrus just for the trivia fans out there yes yes i think i had somebody named cyrus in my chat earlier actually so that's kind of weird but we have this these tables that were revealed to John D and Edward Kelly from entities on the other side through scrying sessions. Now, this is really interesting because you have the connection of William Burroughs and Geisen, who Geisen uh, was allegedly cursed through square magic. And they believed and they also use mandalas, which I'll get to here in a second. But they believe that using writing as a sort of gateway for entities to come back and forth so the square essentially is a microcosm of the macro then you insert letters letterism and then every one of those letters has a numerical value so you have the the gematria there and you're able to again make talismans and when you mix this with uh mandalas is a whole nother thing when you mix this with Chaos magic is the simplification of any magical system. They want to throw out the religious aspect of it, and they just want to strip it down to the bare bones and use a belief as the main thing. Well, a meme is essentially that because you have the square, right? A lot of them are squares. So you have the square magic there. You have the letters, letterism. You have the sigils, right? And you have chromomancy. So you have the colors. You have a whole blend of different magical systems wow. in one and what a better way i mean it's essentially a, a hyper sigil which that's where if mandalas that have been used for thousands of years as vehicles for your consciousness and we talked about this one with grant morrison using hyper sigils in his the invisibles comic where whatever he was writing about in his comic on a whatever he was doing to a character that was modeled after him was happening to him in real life because again he was a chaos magician He was practicing uh, magic on his own and he was manifesting things. He was hacking the matrix and he shows you how to create these hyper sigils. Would you like me to play that clip real quick? You can play the clip, don't it? The fifth dimension. And the fifth dimension is outside space and time and they explain to me what time is all about. The universe we live in is designed to grow larvae. This presentation that Graham Morrison has done, he's talks he talks about magic and sigil magic, and he is the creator of the Invisibles. In this presentation, he talks about he was abducted by aliens. These aliens took him, and they were explaining to him how reality works, how time works. They were- Would you like me to continue, or? Uh, yeah, I just finished this part up, and then we can move on if you want. They're telling him that the universe that we live in is designed to grow larvae. And they said to me, the universe you live in is a larvae. The way that you can look at time is you are like a huge centipede throughout time. That's such a bizarre thing to say. The occultist. Right. That- yeah, that was shout from Illuminati Ani. Worms. Yeah, shout out to Ani and Tommy. Illuminati Worms. So 
in my opinion, I think that the memes, right? So a meme is the simplest structure of culture or anything that is able to have an effect on the subconscious mind. And then they took that and they even evolved that. And you have a sort of personification. And think about these memes. Like this meme, for example, you read it in, in Morpheus's voice, right? You're transported, speaking of the Matrix, you're transported to this scene where it's like, what have I told you? And all this different stuff. Like you either pick the red pill, or the blue pill. So it's taking your consciousness already and it's already transporting it and dropping it off somewhere else. Now, insert any political slogan anything else anything you want to spread and it goes viral as some sort of insinuate i guess it's some sort of virus of some sort you know like it, it's not virus is what that book was yeah. calling it yeah and with yeah. andrew tate for example just um just to bring that up since you brought him up because i thought this book was fascinating especially with the rise of andrew tate i was talking about the rise of elon pretty much pushing the CBDCs with Doge getting people introduced to that. And Andrew Tate was released from prison and he's battling the matrix in this book. Let me pull out the book real quick right here is all about battling in the matrix. The guy calls it the matrix and there's different memes. There's attack memes, which the memes that were attacking him as he was the matrix and he was exposing it and he became a meme. And then other memes are like, who hurt you, right? Who hurt you? That's like a, another meme of an attack meme to Andrew Tate. And it's all in this book. <laughs> and this was the, the thing that really got me like, Oh man, he definitely read this book or the people he was working with, whether the, the memetic structure has, any objective truth or not is only important in regards to how readily it is accepted by the target population. And Andrew Tate, you, anyone who's watched him says that that's what he was doing. He was just saying objective truths. He was just saying truths, uh, but in a meme way and half the population couldn't take it. And the other half understood it, um, which is, different matrix matrices that people are in now if you think that no people aren't doing this this is weird here is the gateway um gateway how did i already forget the name the gateway process where the cia was doing astral traveling so if you don't believe that this is happening this para psychology these phenomenons the spirit realm and all that yeah yeah, I think it, I think it's definitely happening. Yeah, and that ideals. Go ahead, Thomas. Well, I wanted to, to point out this um, this meme stuff goes over with the uh, research on the flatworms that we had gone into on some previous episode. Uh, but the, this guy named Richard Seaman, uh, aka Dick Seaman, yeah, that's his real name. Uh, <laughs> but but Dick Seaman in 1904, he came up with the concept of an engram, and an engram was like a, a thing that could happen, like a memory that could be stored in a physical form so that somehow if we did, you know, something crazy to one, yeah, this is the, here's Dick Seaman right here what and the, the engram. Heck? So yeah, it's information that's physically printed on you. It's almost if you treated your brain like a real magnetic tape or, or like a hard disk or something Whoa. that you could actually store information that way. And this is what led to the flatworm experiments where the guy basically figured, well, if, 
memories can be stored physically, then I can take these flatworms and cut a flatworm in two. And I wonder if both halves will retain that information. And then he kept escalating that over and over to feeding flatworms to each other to see if they could learn information. And this essentially is a very like crude version of what we've got now in firms of memes where the physical imprint kind of is this like magnetic thing, even though it's digital, it exists somewhere and we pass them all around. And I think that they're incredibly powerful and they kind of work the same way that this guy in the early, I think fifties was doing these flatworm experiments. Wow. And it goes into this word ideosphere right here. So a collection of memes. So essentially when a meme evolves to, and it keeps collecting and, and, and the way he puts it, uh, it contaminates, right? It keeps spreading through this again, viral kind of sort of virus, like way it forms an idea sphere. And that's what moves the culture. Cause you know, if enough people cling on to that, then they and that'll even evolve because that's the thing it's constantly evolving and it's interesting because i think it's the i think his name is sticks hammer 666 i think it's his his youtube channel yes yeah, sticks well sticks you know and hammer 666 is a youtuber and he talks about occult uh mimetic occultism and he said one thing that really was interesting in one of his talks where he was talking about occult mimetics and he talks about how there always needs to be change in a culture because once the change stops, it's stagnant, and that's when you get the nuclear warfare, essentially. And that's when you you know you have to wipe everything out and start start over. Mud, flood, so, flood, whatever. So speaking of culture, I want to play a clip of Terrence McKenna, who was funded by the Rockefellers, and Timothy Leary, which is connection to CIA shaping the culture with the hippie movement and whatnot and getting people onto the schizogenics. I want to play a clip of them. So this idea of memes that we see now has been planned out years ago. Travel in the airwaves. They're packaged and they go at the speed of light through radio, rock and roll records. Well, we must be sending memes out. What we're doing right now, sitting here, be on guard, beware. We're trying to send some very powerful self-replicating gene memes, which will... (laughs) It will get inside your brain, and these memes about, uh, that we're talking about now may well start regenerating and replicating and get big, iconic, uh, ideational structures. So that was Timothy Leary. Tune wow. in, drop out, right? Speaking of the memes, and they're doing it through the airwaves. They're doing it through the television. And now here's Terrence McKenna. But we could make a model of the informational environment that is represented by culture. And in fact, this is done. A word has been invented, meme, M-E-M-E, meme. A meme is not the smallest unit of heredity. A meme is the smallest unit of meaning. So you could just see, I don't have to play the whole thing. Uh, The whole thing is good, but anyone can go watch it. But this has been planned for a long time. People have understood how powerful these memes were before they were released to the world Mm -hmm. through the phone. And if you think about it, if if anything, you know, because we always talk about plants and all these different things in the in this community. Well, and the use of 
different types of weapons by the elites. I think this is a most a more effective weapon than more than anything because everyone's always on their phones. Everyone's already addicted to their technology. And I mean, everyone goes on TikTok already. They're addicted to that scrolling, that dopamine hit. And now I think memes have just evolved to funny videos or anything else, really. And and that, to me, if if the elites, if there is a cabal at the top of it all that's controlling everything and pulling the strings, let's say, right, whatever you want to call them, if anything, they'd be injecting this sort of stuff to an already complacent and already group of people that are falling in line. And it's interesting because Thomas and I did a, a episode a while ago on the occult book club where it was, what was the name of that, that the crowd psychology guy? What was the his Gustave name? Lebon. Gustave Lebon, the father of crowd psychology. And mind you, this is an academic. This is the father of crowd psychology. This is the guy who said that groups become their own living entity. Okay, their own living organism. They become a, a, the and the group is as smart as the dumbest person in it. So, I mean, just take that for what it is. I know we had a lot of riots and different things going on. So, groups, who's bringing down this group? Huh? Who's the one bringing down this group? We're, we're we got three in a group here, right? So, yeah, well, someone had to come rationalize with us. Who's the one bringing us down? I think I'd blame you if anything. Well, that was a rhetorical question. If you weren't smart enough to notice that, you're the you're the one. So there you go. <laughs> so this Laban guy, right? He talks about mind you, this is a scholar. He talks about how there's one metaphysical aspect to the whole thing. And he calls it the contagion. And the contagion is what weaves in and out of the group and kind of sort of infects everybody and makes them act. We, we see how people act during riots and groups. They act barbaric. It brings forth this barbaric nature in people, and they're animalistic. So they, it go it kind of goes back to the animal aspect of it, Donut, where it brings forth this animal aspect of people and makes them act a way that they wouldn't otherwise act, but they're acting that way because they're in a group and they've been infected by this contagion within that group. So even within crowds, you're susceptible to this contagion. I, I think the most dangerous part, or I guess the most potent part of memes is what Terrence McKenna was saying in that it's the smallest measurement. It's the smallest unit of like a concept, essentially, mm -hmm. like a smallest unit of idea. And what you can do with memes is that instead of having to sit somebody down and explain a complex topic that takes like 100 or 200 different perspectives and takes what you can do is you can just trickle out these memes so someone might not understand a complex you know political echo social you know aspect but they understand these one little bite-sized memes and if you feed somebody 100 or 200 memes then they'll just start putting all that information together on their own without having to have somebody sit down and like explain how all the pieces connect they will all just start to connect inherently and i think that's Again, like it's a really potent way of of communicating really dangerous or like revolutionary ideas. Yeah, it's the smallest amount of information. <laughs> Feelings are much less specific than ideas. So this image of Michael Jordan, the pyramid on the right, shows his career of excellency in just one little image or Obama change or MAGA right there. So these memes make it easy for the masses, the herd, right? The crowd 
to digest an an idea, to digest, uh, but mostly a feeling, a feeling that arises out of them more than just thinking of an idea. And this is how the world is herded. I, I did this presentation talking about the image and how it's used like a meme, the image of, let's say, Grant Cardone, Scientologist of success, right? Instagram is all about success, it seems like, right? We're in this hustle culture, just like the secret was released, which is about the new thought, which is chaos magic in a sense. It's thinking and shaping reality. And the whole entire society has changed from homo sapiens, sapiens meaning wisdom, to homo economicus, and really getting rid of the thought patterns, how people have been for ages of wanting wisdom, Uh, but now it's all about their economic viability, where they will destroy the world and destroy their kids for the future, because it's the image of power. It's not power itself. It is that. So I thought that was interesting because this goes even into dolls, right? The girls wanted to play with dolls all throughout history. You got these Japanese Kokishi dolls. You got dolls all throughout history, which resembled a family unit. And now we have dolls like Bratz, which is against the family unit. So the images of the debauchery or even with Disney, maybe goes deep. But we're talking about memes, but it's still the same thing, like the prom picture, right? The image holds so much power to controlling the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I have a slide here. The An idea, so meme, the etymology, an idea, behavior, style that spreads from person Sorry. to person within a culture. Where is it? I, I, I'll read it here. I had it pulled up uh, on the presentation. It's good, though. It's all good. Within a culture in 1976, it was actually introduced by an evolutionary biologist, Richard Dawkins, in his book, The Selfish Gene, and coined by him from Greek sources such as memesthai, I think is how you say it, which is to imitate and intended to echo gene. And then he goes on to say, we need a name for a new replicator, a noun that conveys the idea of a unit of cultural transmission or a unit of imitation. Mime, I think is how you say it. M-I-M-E-M-E comes from the suitable Greek root, but I want a monosyllable that sounds a bit like gene. I hope my classicist friends will forgive me. So he literally came up with it and he said it needs to rhyme with cream. <laughs> and then a digital age sense of an image or snippet of video or text considered witty or incisive. Incisive that is spread widely and rapidly by internet is by 1997 by internet users so by 1997 i think is when the first meme internet meme came forth because you had terrence mckenna talking about them no was he talking about internet memes i mean i think it goes it goes beyond just regular memes another example that i usually bring up is if everyone's ever been to south of the border they got all these billboards on the way there it's an actual place i think it's at the the cross between North Carolina and South Carolina and as you get close to it within like a hundred miles even they got all these billboards and it's all about uh, I think the dude's name is Pedro 
And it's all about like these funny little jokes about you're getting closer to Pedro. And then as you leave, it's the opposite. But it almost becomes a thing where anyone that's ever taken a road trip on the East Coast and you mention Pedro, you can say like one of the... the Chosenone.com Go visit Chosenone.com It's easy to remember If you just sing along Chosenone.com Go visit Chosenone.com The Chosen One Yes, he is the Chosen One He's got his own comic And now he's got his own song Cause he's the Chosen One Yes, he is the Chosen One Go buy a copy at chosenone.com. Chosenone.com. Go visit chosenone.com. It's easy to remember if you just sing along. Chosenone.com. Go visit chosenone.com. Little billboard sayings, and people are like, ah, you're talking about Pedro, and you can, and you know, it's almost like this inside joke. And I really think that that was another example of like, a slow moving meme right because you can't email it or send it to someone you could take a picture and get it developed and then show it to somebody that's like the fastest version of it but now that we got you know social media that exact same concept just happens at the speed of light interesting yeah yeah and th this involves sympathetic magic as well and i want to show this this picture how can i find that paranoid so i could pull it up the pedro memes on the billboards but here's the dancing baby too i think that you were saying one in 97 i remember when this came out the internet meme of this dancing baby and i had no idea how to connection to the simpsons what does it say there worked on the rug the guy who made it yeah it, it seems very like this is the origin it starts right here with michael gerard with the simpsons so i mean that was one of the first memes, right? That, that's there. basically the the digital homunculus of memes. I've never seen that video. Have I? Let me see. What's it called? Dancing. This came out in the '90s, bro. Like, I, I remember they showed that on this TV show called Ally McBeal, and that was yeah. when it like it it broke the 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 barrier between normies and people that understood it from online. It's a screensaver right. from 1998. Is that what it is? just the dance yeah but it, it was like uh you can download it off a website like an avi file back when avi files were around i don't have a pc maybe they still got avi files i don't know it's just the dancing baby yeah this was the i mean the the graphic was amazing i mean look at that graphic somebody put this is the grandfather of all memes wow so from the homunculus sprouted forth all the rest of the memes. I mean, it, it goes back to, to alchemy at the end of the day. That's crazy. Yeah. But if yeah, you Google Pedro billboards, it'll come up, dude. The give us Pedro the business. Give Pedro the business south of the border. And also, like, you got uh, Napoleon Dynamite, which was like a meme movie with Pedro. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Doc Wyatt, uh, who wrote um black mass pizza another comic that's coming out this year he was the producer of napoleon dynamite yeah i actually saw napoleon dynamite live with napoleon dynamite and pedro um out here in downtown phoenix they had an event where you could watch the movie with them and they were on stage 
and they served you uh, tots. Yeah, see the one on the top right corner um, that was up there says chili today, hot tamale. That's a really good example that if you saw someone wearing this shirt and all it said was chili today, hot tamale, there was a good chance that they got it at south of the border and it became this like inside joke. And I would argue that's it's a form of a meme because it was it's also like, oh, you you know, you went on a road trip or oh, you went and bought fireworks or like there's a whole list of things that it kind of means that goes with it. So it's it, the symbol goes beyond just a little phrase. Or have you ever Dude, been to Bucky's? Wow. Like everyone knows a Bucky's. Have you ever been to Bucky's, Donut? No, but there's a Buckeye out in Arizona, but no. No, nah, that don't count. No, bro. You got to go to Bucky's, bro. Yeah. Well, here's a funny find I found. A funny find I found. On the Pepe coin, the day it pumped was the day the Illuminati was founded on 5-1. <laughs> I thought that was nuts. I mean, if it's going to pump on any day, it's going to have to be that day. Out of all the days, yeah. Let me pull up this picture here. So we're talking about internet and the idea of the internet, in my opinion, right? WWW equals 666 and Jamacho. I mean, you can use that. And we have this picture that I found on, I think it was Wikipedia. The This was in 2005, a depiction of the internet. And it kind of, you, you when I showed it to you earlier, you said that it kind of looked like a galaxy. Well, I mean, if you look at the internet as some sort of other dimension, essentially what it is, another realm, another universe, whatever it is. I know space is fake and, and gray, but the this is in 2005. Imagine how much bigger it probably has gotten now. And have you have you guys ever seen the move, the video of the dead Internet theory? Have you guys seen that? I've heard about this, but I haven't seen a video on it where the internet is different for truthers than it is for normal people. Well, he's... Well, I wouldn't call them normal people. They're kind (laughs) of... He's claiming that the internet isn't as big as people say it is, or like as big as it's claimed to be. So when you search on Google, you get you know, billions of search search results. But once you start clicking through the pages, it just starts to repeat a whole bunch of times over and over again. And maybe at the forefront, right, you only ever pick like the first websites that pop up on Google. You don't ever go on the second page. Usually if you don't find it by the first page, you're not going to keep scrolling. And I, I don't agree with that because I think that a lot of things get traction on the internet. And I think there is a presence of people on the internet I don't think that they're all NPCs and made up or whatever some people believe. I think that there is actual true interaction. Now, which part of the internet you're on or which platform you're on, you're going to get different traction. But this to me looked like a whole different realm. And if you, if you think about the internet taking this information and just spreading it out, it's, it's acting like an organism. It's, it's, it's almost like how, Philip K. Dick talks about how the simulation will inject like these different messiahs into it to kind of sort of fix it. Well, I mean, if anything, memes are being injected into this organism to to shape it and to form it and to shape culture and change people's ideologies and the way they they look at things. And it's presented in a way where it's funny. It's enjoyable, right? Because you don't think anything of it but you pick that sigil up and that's why it's related to sympathetic magic where 
like produces like, and you also have the law of contagion, law of simulator and the law of contact or contagion that once you come into contact with something, you stay in contact with it. So this is how they're able to affect you. They talk about quantum entanglement. Well, what if once you interact with something, well, one, once you interact with that sigil or that meme or whatever it is, it continues to affect you in some sort of way. And that would play right into this whole idea of it being some sort of contagion or virus, right? Con contagious magic. And this is from the Golden Bow by James G. Frazier, where he gets into a whole bunch of, it's a long book, but this is the sympathetic magic section of it. And he goes on and on of different ways of using talismans and the way that they're able to imitate of magic and all these different things. But yeah, I think that memes are sort of talismans. And once you come into contact with them, I think they live, leave an imprint on you because if this mimetic magician, his intention was put into it in some sort of way, again, with all the things that we've mentioned, chromomancy, letterism, number magic, everything else. And if you, you brought up Instagram earlier, well, look at the aspect ratio on Instagram. It's like a square. You know, you're looking at squares the entire time and people are portraying these snapshots of what they want their ideal life to be in these little squares. Right. Right. And like, I like to also bring up that how people are so confused in a sense of reality as the reality is being manipulated or the history as America is a republic. Like that's how that's what it is. And democracy is the mob rule. But even if we go further on, like the word deep state is a liberal term, right? But all the, the right use it, right? But they don't understand <laughs> that it came from a, a liberal, um, Peter Dale Scott, who wrote The American Deep State. So it, it's kind of funny because we're talking about chaos magic, mematic. And I looked up the word chaotic. And some people say it comes from demos as well, which is like Democrat and, and the mob right here, the people, the mob. And it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on. Let's go back even further to Julius Evola, who was the far right Herbert Marcuse. And you got Steve Bannon, who reads Julius Evola. That's what he told the Vatican. And Julius Evola was into the chaos magic as well. So this goes back even further with memes, which could be tulpas as well, and changing reality through thinking, right? I'll play a clip which kind of goes into briefly how memes are physically altering reality and kind of where this stems from with the Batman movie in Bane. Of how these sigils of memes actually become reality. A famous meme was this Bane plane crash scene from Batman. And then a real plane crash happened in a town called Les Bane, which sounds just like Bane. But it gets weirder because the head investigator of this crash was named Bruce Robin, just like Batman, Bruce Wayne, and Robin. 
And we saw this with the rise of power with Trump using the Pepe the Frog sigil, which when you look into it, is actually an ancient god of chaos, a frog god named Keck. We see that the military uses remote viewing and astral traveling and other occult practices for power. Why wouldn't they also use mean magic? Because the truth is stranger than fiction. The richest man in the world uses it, and Trump used it to become arguably the most powerful person in the world, the U.S. president. Are memes actually sigils of ancient deities and forces that are trying to enter this realm? This guy was punched when he pointed to the frog, and Clinton talked bad about the frog. I don't want to go too much into the frog because... But, like, these images are interesting since this is the topic. The frog magic sound right here is where it kind of coming from and it's called magic and there's the frog talking about the chaos magic and whatever um it, this goes into the military using memetics maybe i should have played the whole thing but um you know shaping your will do it mm -hmm. that will um with the mind and i know carl young goes into the collective unconscious, but even the tarot cards or the Illuminati cards, right? The one on the right looks like Trump, <laughs> you know, that was pretty creepy. Um, and there's also the connection of Trump and that, uh, his connection of, was it his uncle that had the connection with Tesla, the tech, the mm -hmm, Tesla technology. Yeah. Yep. I'll put together a documentary on that. Uh, and also the books of Baron Trump, the last president, um all about time mm -hmm. traveling but his nuclear uncle who was connected to deep state mit got all of tesla's information in like his works and tesla was working on some crazy stuff mm -hmm. time traveling and all that um so is trump time traveling is a question uh to ask could be i don't know yeah and no, i wouldn't put it past it and and there's one aspect of this so i want to talk about Paracelsus, where in his Liber, Liber de Imaginibus, where he's talking about images are much more useful for the blessedness. So they were using the images in a sort of sacred way. But the reason that they were using these images for the common person is because uh, the images urge and move people to devotion and religious practices. So this is in a ceremonial religious setting. But the reason why images are so powerful is because in your memory, they what you see with your own eyes remains, quote, in your memory much longer and goes, quote, much nearer to heart than what you read or hear. So the idea of using these images along with the letters, I mean, sometimes they're both funny. I remember when memes started to really take off, it was I remember, I'm not going to say what it was, but it was it, it, it going to be like the new back in my day story, right? It back, was back when memes really started getting popular. It was with the sloth. So you guys remember the sloth memes where it was whispering in the ear of the girl. You guys remember that meme? Yeah, I don't, you know, you know what I'm talking about? It was kind of like, it's really bad. Wait, well, we sloths are my spirit animal. They're my spirit animal too, but I got a sloth right here. Look, I called them sloth. A little sloth right here. Oh, there. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, the it was the one where he's whistling. Yeah, that, that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, take that off, 
Oh, my bad. I didn't read it. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to bring it up because I know what they, you know, it wasn't the best <laughs> memes that we were laughing at, bro. With the, you know, with the sloth. The sloth wasn't a good guy, if you will. He was kind of, it was really sexual. But we were, I forgot what grade I was in laughing at those sort of things. And, I mean, we grew up with that. We grew up with reading those kind of weird things. And I remember just laughing my ass off reading those those memes. Well, here's a slide of the grid and the fly. I want you to explain this for us because I was looking at Ball, right? Ball. Everyone knows Ball. Mm -hmm. Not everyone knows Ball's wife, though. Right, Paranoid? But the the logo, the sigil of Ball looks like a frog right here Mm -hmm. on the right. And he's known as a frog right here. Or I think that's a cat. That's I don't wanna, Chan, bro. It looks like Chan. I don't want to, you know, that's kind of freaking me out. <laughs> but Ball, that's Ball, right? Ba- yeah, Bale. Yep. Bale. Ball, so Bale. it looks like a frog, too. And then. So. Belzebub is a fly. Interesting. And then the White House is full of flies. And the fly was what allegedly rented a cart saw when he came up with his grid stuff right so and it's interesting because i think regard regardless of what mainstream history says i think that descartes was on to some occult oh some people say he was part of the rosicrucian movement too but he was on to some occult kick with the cartesian coordinate system which is at the core of uh, math any cad cam any 3d rendering system any video game that like for example the new grand theft auto that's going to be coming out that's mirroring miami that would essentially use the cartesian coordinate system using this grid pattern where the grid is a form of a way that they're able to manifest ideas into this reality now you can put that on enochian and you can also talk about the william burroughs connection where writing and this square magic that they were using as a sort of portal for these entities to come in and out of so not only were you able to enter using mandalas etc etc or you were able to extract things out and i mean there's various mandalas are are important because a lot of secret societies have used them and i believe i believe it was the typhonian oto that would meditate on the picture of lamb and they were able to enter the eyes of lamb and they were able to then use the head of lamb as some sort of spaceship in this other dimension where you're able to interact with these different entities. So again, the idea of writing as some sort of divinatory device as a device to open up portals from this realm to the next and interact with beings on the other side. And that's really interesting that it was a fly that revealed that to Descartes, again, according to mainstream history, if you want to believe that, which it's not always correct, but that's an interesting connection. It was probably one of these spirit animals though. Like he didn't actually see a real fly. He probably Mm -hmm. saw Beelzebub. (laughs) (laughs) If I saw Chan, bro, I was like, Oh yeah, maybe. But here's a meme that was around probably, uh, when you were a kid, Juan, and it was a meme from the future, and it was no one knew what it was. It was just here's the meme from the future. People thought this was hilarious. I didn't get it, but in the future, it actually became one of the most popular memes. Yeah. It's corn. 
So it's kind of like something's happening in the the sphere. But you were talking about them looking at Lom mm-hmm. and Aleister Crowley's connection, the cake of light, they would get a sigil and put certain fluids on the sigil using that mm-hmm. um, for the cakes of light. So they, they would have a tulpa, which is like a meme in a sense, or yeah, a manifestation of a sigil. Essentially they could bring uh, Crowley believed that by putting certain bodily fluids on a sigil, you can animate it and make a homunculus or a thought form or tulpa, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that kind of goes into something with the left. Um, they're going to talk crap with, about with the spirit cooking with the spirit cooking and also with Trump as well. Cause his hands were all messed up most recently. And this could be from golfing. He's a golfer, but you know, I like to kind of think, well, the finger Podesta's finger and the spirit cooking. Dang it. Oh, I got that, but I don't got the slide up. Yeah, from the other one here. Let me find the other slide of the Johnny Depp trial. Did you ever play Elden Ring, Thomas? I mean, yeah, but I I can't get more than five minutes into it. And even if even if I play for like two hours, I don't get anywhere. Like I don't understand (laughs) what the hell I'm doing. But yeah, I guess I've played it. Okay, here it is. No, because there's there's a a secret society. This was a huge meme too, right? The Johnny Depp trial was a huge meme with Amber Heard. She stepped on a bee, and yeah. he, did he she hurt. really? Yeah, that was a huge meme. And this dude is a total like secret society member, big time. And like his fingers messed up, their fingers are messed up. Here's the spirit cooking with a sharp knife cut deeply into the middle finger of the left hand. So that's something that happens with this because it's mixing, it's the cake of light stuff, you know, and MAGA and Latin, like new world order, Novus orders or Chlorum MAGA means witch, and MAGA is the fifth degree in Satanism as well. So, I mean, that's weird too. That's just here's a coincidence, Trump's, dude. Who knows? Yeah, here's Trump's Scott uh, golf club. Got the the emblem is the double headed phoenix for order out of chaos connection there, and this popped up behind him. Somebody was memeing him with the golf clubs. Um, so there's just strange stuff, strange pictures, strange things. And <laughs> What's like, going on here, guys? If you like what you're watching. <laughs> And if this is fun for you, make sure to smash the like button. Please and thank you. I would watch his South Park. You got Lord of the Flies too. Man, is it have you has your guys' YouTube been acting up? Like they're they're intentionally slowing it down for people who are running ad blockers. I, I gotta know. do what it's been fine for me, but I wanna bring up one more frog thing because I brought up South Park. But Lemmingwinks sees a frog king that tells him where to go through the anus. <laughs> is that South, you said South Park? Have yeah, you not the, seen this one, man? This one is, is worth watching. It's absolutely fantastic, yeah. Yeah, you watched that last night, didn't you? Uh-huh. 
Well, no, I watched their live performance with Primus and Ween, and they were just singing all their songs from the show. But this popped up, and I was just like, what the heck? Yeah. No, I'll, I, I'll bring that up. The, the frog is one of those where it's been used a lot because, again, it represents this duality. It represents, you know, almost like a, a sort of shaman where he's able to interact in the land and in the water. So it's it's very interesting. It's like a like a land cruiser, an amphibian vehicle. <laughs> a UTV, bro. <laughs> what? A, a so UTV. A, yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. I got a bunch of different slides on a bunch of different topics. I can go through a couple of them. Um, here's Terrence McKenna, as we were saying how he was bringing the memes to the culture. And he looks like a frog, but he was <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> he was the president or he was like the leader, not the president, but the leader of the green earth foundation, which was funded by the Rockefellers by Lawrence Rockefeller. He also did human potential. To be fair, anyone in public education was just de facto funded by the Rockefellers because they owned all of academia. Yeah. But Lawrence Rockefeller. So, Lawrence Rockefeller, hella sketch because he's connected to the Clinton camp right here in the UFO agenda. And this is Matthew Eretz article on it, which is very good. And it's connected to the Esalen Institute as well, where like culture is being stemmed from. This is where Charles Manson went to before he did his rituals. Interesting. Well, like, yeah. So, a lot of people talk about McKenna being some sort of three-letter agency asset. Do you guys think, because, I mean, Timothy Leary, what he's saying there, it's like, I think a lot of these guys, if not all of them, are tied to three-letter agencies. And they they were specifically put in place to be to shape cultures, to be the memes that are bringing forth this cultural change because McKenna was also one of the ones to bring forth the 2012 idea that he got from William Burroughs that the, that the 2012 was going to be, you know, the whole end of the world, essentially. Yeah. He got that from William Burroughs. William Burroughs talked about that in his, I think it was the exterminator book of insect time. And then he took that and ran it and essentially was, linked to the idea that the Mayan calendar, the actual calendar itself had some sort of mind control over the people of, you know, the, the Mayans, the civilization, like it was a sort of talisman of some sort. And once that 2012 hit it would break that, that effect on them. But he was one of the big ones to push that idea. Oh, wow. Well, you know, we're going into the year of the dragon and that, was 2012 2012 was the year of the dragon and we're in the year of the bunny right now in the mayan moon goddess is holding a bunny so like that symbol there is interesting and what's new in the news is the new ai is called rabbit ai and that was just released as well but what i find interesting with the culture is what Timothy Leary was saying about the airwaves and the music, uh, Terrence McKenna was as well. If I kept playing that clip and 
talking about MAGA and the airwaves in Green Day, like I think all this is released at the exact same time. And I have a question, Paranoid, because Green Day, they are famous for Nimrod, right? And Dookie. And Dookie, yes. And they were trending. This is how I look at the simulacrum. What's trending? It all is a story of symbols in our head. So what was trending was Green Day in their MAGA against Elon and MAGA. And then you got all these plane crashes, Mayday, Mayday, the Illuminati, Mayday. And then Alec Baldwin, who plays Trump in the memes, he's like a Trump meme. And they just um, tried him again, too, I think. They they just brought the charges back up or something. They did. And then there's also the Mandela effect with this guy. But I want to know about Nimrod and Freemasonry uh, lore. Are you trying to get me killed, it. man? Talk about oh, it, no, man. no. You don't have to tell me about it. But it's just that what I'm looking at is like, the guy who, you know, found insulin, he was a Freemason. And I know that there's a lore there. And this guy who was a Freemason who discovered insulin, he died in a plane crash. And when I'm looking at the simulacrum of Green Day and planes crashing, and it's just, it's just interesting. What was oh, there a question in there? <laughs> the question was what is what is Nimrod? Um He's the first grand master, bro. No, that's Sol- no, that's King Solomon. Yeah, you don't have to tell tell me. It's just I'll that, tell that, you. I'll this, find this it. album was this album was really good. They can come after Juan, they're not gonna come after me. But I I believe okay. Nimrod also was a prototype for the same kind of story as Hiram Abiff, and he also represented bringing this I mean, if you want to talk about order out of chaos along with him or Rabbi's code, I think Nim- Nimrod also gets some of that uh, attribution for like, for, like putting civilization together. Is he, hmm. he, is he the one with the tower of Babel? Was that him? Tower of Babel. Where, let's see here. Was it him? So like, yeah, I I don't know. I'm just I just pulling up, you know, articles like the way I'm looking at stuff. Like, wow, this guy died in a plane crash, and then all these plane crashes are happening. And Trump's aides, you know, were killed in a plane crash as well, helicopter crash. I mean, um, so also the connection to, to the moon because we're in the year of the bunny still, and it's connected to the moon. And there's always rituals on full moons. And I feel like there was another ritual because Japan just fake landed on the moon. And there was somebody who plunged to death, I think, on the exact same day. Um, so it was like a moon. And then this was released, the bunny on the moon, the new AI. I'm not sure if you looked into this yet. What rabbit. is that? What, what is it supposed to do? So this is like the new cell phone and the new cell phone is going to be an AI cell phone, just like in the movie her. So it's going to be your friend going to be wicked smart. 
and this was just released, like the idea of it to the public in the year that of the looks rat. like a teenage engineering style product. Is it? Do you know? Scroll yeah, up, is, don't it? Scroll up. This is a oh, new it, is. it said it, didn't it? Teenage engineering. Oh, yeah, Chinese entrepreneur. I don't know. Chinese, well, you know how it is. China. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I'm looking at all this stuff. I'm looking at all these different things. Do you think that, that Trump had any direct uh, like intention on putting memes together, or do you think there's just like an army behind him that started putting out all these memes in his favor? Or do you think he actually had like an active role in any any of the planning of memes, like the meme warfare? I don't think um, he did. I think that people in his camp did, like the connection with Steve Bannon, for example, mm-hmm. studying um, people who studied chaos magic. Um, and also I just, that, that's what I think. I think maybe it wasn't his idea, but cause Trump delegates yeah. to everybody. And yeah. I got his book, the art of the comeback right here. And it's a great book. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. The images in this is so funny because it's like pictures of him. Cause this was when he was a Democrat. Interesting. Um, yeah, and so there's all these like pictures with uh, the Clintons at his wedding, and uh, because I, he owned them uh, in a sense, because he was funding them. I the, think that if anything, it's the people around him, right? There, I I think these guys are just heads that they use, and anyone in charge behind the scenes are the ones pushing this sort of thing. And who knows if it's an AI or something that they've that they're letting just test out, right? Because oh snap! If you think about MAGA, bro, I mean, make America great again. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, let's just inject it full of memes and and memetics and things, right? And he and, and it can't what, hurt, man. It might work. Well, and what did he start? I mean, project was it warp speed, whatever it was. So yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of like. I got to pull this up somewhere else. The second Manhattan Project, right? And in the comic book, the Manhattan Project comic book, the the Chaos Magic was like the biggest thing in it. But I don't want to say the word. It was an operation that went down and it was called the second Manhattan Project. That's why I feel like it's okay for a lot of people because I woke up a lot of people asking like, why did that go down? That's weird. Mm Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like, maybe he's doing the best he can. You know what I mean? And, like, there, there's some powerlessness of powers above him. Well, like, bro, I mean, people were so out. brainwashed that they thought that who – didn't they think somebody was going to resurrect from the dead or something like that? JFK Jr., right? <laughs> he's still coming back, bro. We're holding out hope. There, there's still plenty of time so is for it tr- Trust cycle. the plan? Is it trust the plan? Pull that up. Make TikTok. that big, don't it? This is just synchronicity. <laughs> you got the frog right there. Uh, so, I just what a great book this book is. I'm a huge fan of this book right here, The Art of the Comeback. Let, and it made me really understand uh, a, a lot of the way Trump goes to war in business. And when everyone's attacking him, when everybody is against him, the lunatics 
of the left, right? The mainstream media or whatever. That he allows them all to attack him and he doesn't stop it. And then once they're all done attacking him, he just goes in and just attacks them. Um, Can we talk about also, that picture, Donut? The, the picture you pulled up with Kermit yeah. the Frog, the creator of that of that character he right kermit was also a meme right the sipping the tea right it was about gossip and and learning things essentially right the frog kermit the frog and also the creator i, I don't know his name right off the top of my head he was he made this this story this movie about a guy living in a cube I think it was called the Cube. Have you ever seen that, Thomas? The the yeah, there's a there's a few of them actually. That's been like remade a few times. But yeah, the, the Cube. If you're talking about the same one, it's the one where like every room is a different obstacle. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and then at the end, he find they're like gonna release him, but he just finds out it's fake, and they're all laughing at him. Yeah, <laughs> and the Cube it comes from Charles Hinton, where he called it Cube Learning. Where it, again, if we're relating these memes as being sort of square magic and and abducting people's consciousness and charles hinton talked about cube learning where he would essentially meditate on cubes and yeah jim henson i think is his name yeah 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 the tesseract universe simulation yeah so this charles hinton guy would meditate on these cubes and he noticed that when he would meditate on these cubes and it was like he would label them different words and and memorize it and go back and forth almost like a sort of mantra he would be he would enter an altered state of consciousness he would be sucked up into the cube essentially where where if you relate this to right you have kermit the frog all these guys are all tied up together you know under under you can relate them together and i think it's all about again abducting the consciousness of people through the use of means and at the same time shaping culture and let's make this a great place again right and everyone's i don't know but i I found that interesting where charles hinton talks about entering the cube being sucked up into the cube by meditating upon it and everyone collects these memes and all these different in my they're sigils, bro, in my opinion. They're just hyper sigils. And people are just spreading them. And you don't know the intention that went in behind the creation of that sigil. You know, it's uh this book is dope. Like <laughs> Did he just come out with that? No, this is an old book when uh he was gonna have Oprah run with him. And if you're into business, I highly recommend it. It's a good book. And he goes into Michael Jackson and how the Illuminati celebrities, I would say Kid Rock is the Illuminati celebrity for the right. And then Jay-Z would be the Illuminati celebrity for the left. Um, But Trump went into the power of using the mystic artist like a Michael Jackson to get his way with the bankers in this book. He says that the bankers were terrified of Michael Jackson because of his stardom, but they weren't scared of Trump. So Trump saw that and used these celebrities, just like you see Lady Gaga, for example, 
right here doing the Marina Abramovic rituals and then opening up the inauguration with Tom Hanks and whatnot. Um, so, you know, the artists, the musicians and all that play a big role in the airwaves, like Timothy Leary was saying. I'm probably mm-hmm. repeating myself, but... No, you're good. And I want to touch on, because uh, we talked about it a little bit before on the previous stream. I think we did last week, whenever that was Friday or, oh, sorry, I have to turn off my camera to adjust and scratch my eyes. Hold on. Sorry. No, it's cool. I'll, I'll put up Froggy Fresh real quick. Yeah, because people think uh, <laughs> that I'm throwing up a different. Illuminati confirmed. Just, I can't even scratch my eyeballs on air anymore and adjust my hat and stuff like that without people dunking on them, saying things. But the. We, we speculated as to what happens to somebody who becomes a meme, right? Like what, th- what that might do to a person. So I think I mean, when people go viral, depending on for what reasons they went viral, it's never, it can't be sometimes a good thing for them, right? If you're being, you know, an a-hole on camera and that goes viral, it's probably not good for you. But what happens to a person? What do they feel when they, when they are become a meme, like a living, walking, talking meme. And I don't know about you, Donut, or even Thomas, where we're producing art, we're producing these podcasts, we're producing these shows, we're putting these things out there, and people are interacting with it. And I know you brought up synchronicities earlier, but I feel like the more people interact with my work, the more synchronicities I'll get, you know, throughout my day or whatever it is. And I came across an interesting concept that's called, pull it up here, quasi-optical palingenesis. And back then, the circulation of portraits of people, so the their image, was a way of having them achieve some sort of immortality. So I'm wondering if when someone becomes a meme, if this is some sort of quasi-optical palingenesis, a, a different form of it, where they're able to exist for forever and achieve immortality because they're imprinted in whatever. But I mean, again, if the internet goes out, if let's, if humanity was to get wiped out and there was just like culture was just memes, how would they be able to, what would they find like an old hard drive, plug it in and then extract like, damn, look at all these memes, bro. These people are more. I don't think it works though, because <laughs> the, the memes that we've got rely on cultural knowledge to like pre-exist. Mm, like, yeah. And, I, and honestly, I think that's also what makes, that's my favorite part of memes because memes takes this space that I guess you'd say like the media has taken over your brain. Like they, they've, they've kind of claimed a portion of your brain and plugged a bunch of their crap in there. And memes are a way to like, reuse that for a different purpose than it was intended so now instead of uh sesame street or chuck norris or whatever like the the jordan logo instead of that just being a corporate tool to sell you stuff now we can repurpose it and make it funny and turn it into warfare and i think that's why they hate it so much is because they've invested so much money in like you know the star wars uh franchise and the fact that now it turns into a meme that can be used as like political ammo uh, it's hard to control that and now it's like they know how much energy and effort they've put into that and if you do believe in sigil magic and you do believe in how all this works that's kind of like you know the wizards seeing their black magic being turned against them mm. what are your thoughts on ai influencing 
culture. How how is is that gonna be a problem here come soon? Because I know you're the tech. I think it's just gas on the fire, man. I think the same the same way we were talking about the difference between um like the speed of memes when you looked at like the Pedro billboards versus now you can just post it on Twitter and like a hundred thousand people see it immediately. That's what AI is gonna do because AI is at some point it's gonna be like, oh, I get what makes these funny. I can make funny ones and then it'll just be like and it'll just spit out like a million memes a second and never stop and I think yeah that's going to change things a little bit and I put out a video a while ago where it was the the Crowley connection at CERN and how right CERN if you want to believe that CERN created the internet for the exchange the world wide web yeah the world wide web I think DARPA created the internet, then CERN created the World Wide Web. Oh, okay, okay. So they created this system to allow the the exchange of information, quote-unquote, between scientists. But I did this whole thing where I linked Crowley, perhaps, again, being connected to... We know for a fact there was a Crowley-Crowley guy who was connected to the... Right. The invention of, of, well, he was the top guy at CERN, but he was at the forefront and helped develop touchscreens, which if you look at touch, everyone goes, oh, it's, it's a scrying mirror. The haptech, the haptech technologies. Yeah, bro. It was, it was a Crowley guy in 1947. He took, he put on another Crowley onto his name the, the same year that Crowley died. Michael Crowley, Michael Millings Crowley Crowley, I think is his name. And I did a whole video on it where there could be this again thelemic connection at CERN and CERN is all about opening up gateways to other dimensions if you want to follow the the conspiratorial rabbit holes like what are they doing oh, they're just clashing but it's like the same symbol as CERN the collider is the mm-hmm. chaos symbol the, the hard on collider bro <laughs> The large part on Collider, yeah. I didn't say it because I knew I was going to say that. Yeah, the large. Hard drawn, the, large the large hard on Collider. Yeah, the hard You know, kind of off topic, but I was looking up Ellen DeGeneres the Gen- the and the etymology of her name, and I thought it was funny that Ellen comes from elder, mm. sort of. Elora, or at least that's why I think Alder, Ellen. Anyway, I was all like, it sounds like Elder. Yeah, right here. Elder, right here. Elder from earlier Ellen. So Mm -hmm. Ellen DeGeneres, what's DeGeneres? So you got Elder, DeGeneres, Degeneration. Um, This is is all qualities of a race. Yeah, I know. It is all slick right there. So it's the Elder's degeneration it's their the it's the elders loss of their qualities of their race ellen degeneres <laughs> yeah she's connected obviously we know what she's connected to allegedly right yeah she's could she's connected to uh jesus campos and that's the story that no one really talks about so when the las vegas event happened on the 32nd floor that's right. She got the only interview, right? And then he disappeared. Yeah, so she got his interview, and it looked like a totally different person. 
And she said, after this interview, we're not talking about this subject anymore. And after that interview, the news stopped talking about the Las Vegas event, handed it over to the FBI. Years later, the FBI comes out and says, man, we don't know what happened. And that's it. It's like crazy. I got some trolls in my chat. I'm taking care of. Shout out to them trolls. Shout I mean, the the troll as well is is a meme. In yeah, sense. it's a sort of egregoric entity that comes out of these forums that springs forth, like the devil's in the ink sort of thing, where they spring forth from the writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, internet trolls is like connected to the meme stuff. Yeah, well, and, well, and the and the internet trolls though it represents like imagine if we didn't have the internet, internet trolling in game theory, uh, I think it's called griefing. And you know, if you've ever played an online game before, griefers are people that get enjoyment out of like basically ruining the game for other people at the detriment of themselves. Like you don't win from it, you don't get anything from it, other than just the personal satisfaction of other people uh, having a bad time. And those people exist offline too, right? So you got to imagine like there's griefers and there's trolls in real life. The internet just, again, throws fuel in the fire, lets them get faster at it and be more anonymous. But these are real people that are still thinking and acting like this out in the real world. Wait, did you know that there's troll vessels? It's like this. I didn't know that's kind of where trolls are coming from. No, yeah, it's trolling. That's fishing where you drag a line and the fish, you troll the line. And the fish. Uh, that sounds like internet trolling, man. <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah. the World Wide Web. You're surfing the web. Yeah, yeah, you, you could relate it to that. But just like the whole fishing aspect of like, I'm just gonna throw this bait out here. Like it's obvious bait, and then someone gets outraged, and then you just lean into it, and that's classic internet trolling. And what'd you crazy. call it? Griefers? Is that what you called it? Yeah, in, in game theory, it's called griefers or griefing, and it was it was coined. Uh, in the context of video games but in real game theory it represents like an actual motivation of somebody in any system like game, game theory exists outside of just video games like in just a normal world game theory kind of describes the ways that people approach problems and what they get in terms of satisfaction out of it like what's the reason that you read a book some people it's about like completionists like I just want to read every book ever written by author X um, that's one version of it. Another one is just, I want to know everything about a certain subject. So griefing, it's, it's almost like, you know, my point is to just make people feel bad so that I get enjoyment out of it. Did you, do you guys ever see that documentary with Shia LaBeouf and it was about the where he was standing in front of a camera yeah he, he will not divide us he and actually <laughs> go ahead no no go i, ahead, I, wanted, go ahead, I go wanted to ahead. i wanted to say really quick because donut brought up the marina abramovich um and like her like a few different photos of her and i heard this really interesting theory from david charles plate that just like so this concept of he will not divide us there's a there's a a very compelling argument that I've heard like a theory that Shia LaBeouf got wrapped up in, in trolls of his own, not, not the ones that went mm -hmm. and trolled him in front of the camera, but the group that he was running with 
where these like high level like artsy people the ones mm-hmm. that were like hey dude we should turn this into an art installation and think about it it'll be like an actual art cred thing like his his actual homies that were rolling with him there's a theory that they were trolling him they were just like look at this dumb hollywood bumpkin he wants to be this high society art like we are but he'll never be like us so let's just mess with him and have him do these dumb things and the theory that david charles plate was proposing was that marina abramovich might be that same troll but she's doing it to these high level politicians she's saying oh you guys want to play in the art world you want to feel like you're important and you've got some kind of creative right-brained capabilities sure oh oh uh, uh jacob rothschild come over here take a picture with me don't mind the, the painting behind us don't worry that it's a, a painting of lucifer and they like tying the podestas into these weird spirit cooking rituals it's a way outlandish theory but it's it's a fascinating one of like maybe marina bromovich is completely self-aware and she knows that she's dragging these politicians into these controversial areas and she's doing it on purpose the same way that shia labeouf's maybe fake crew of friends were like yeah dude do it this will go really well for you and then it ends up not going so well for him yeah and sam hyde was was a part of that too like towards the end of it he pulled up too but yeah it was like he was being used and it was like it was a shady it was shady connections with a lot of the people that were involved with those art installations and and i guess they were kind of using him as right to to prop it up and the connections that the one guy had we're all shady, but I think, yeah, absolutely. If anything, it would connect to the whole Epstein list that, you know, everyone always talks about and all that stuff where maybe they have, they have dirt on them. You know, that's, that's the, that's been the conspiracy all along that they have dirt on these guys and they're able to control them and make them do stupid things like this stupid art installation. Like, Hey, if you don't do it, guess what? We're going to make a few phone calls and we're going to leak this story or whatever it is. But yeah, I thought that was interesting because it was all about trolling and how everyone was able to show up and and it spread like wildfire. It was all viral. And it was, again, about this this trolling aspect and, and trying to bring it down. And at the very end, they put the flag up and they were able to locate it. They were able to come together as like some sort of organic entity and find the place where it was in this obscure area. And they were able to take it back down, which was which is wild. Yeah. Oh, here's the Danny DeVito art art critic right there. That's a good one. Well, <laughs> I appreciate both y'all jumping on here. I think it's time for some plug in action. You know, go join the Patreon, the link down below, get a bunch of documentaries and videos. I'll be going live with y'all, hopefully, and covering the teddy bears picnic which is about skull and bones so we're gonna watch that live and i also got a a huge interview coming up with a doctor on secret societies i'll be first over on the patreon go subscribe to paranoid american i'll put his links down below and also the one-on-one podcast you probably watching over there on one-on-one podcast i don't know because we both stream in this video and also get the comic book, the one-on-one page comic book. Chosenone.com, real easy to remember. Yeah, chosenone.com. And, and Donut and I are going to be doing a live show every Monday on X. Okay, so from here on out, we're probably going to be doing 9 p.m. Monday nights on X. Follow us over there. 
be a part of that. And we'll do it live there and we'll post afterwards here on YouTube. But obviously YouTube is censoring. You can't say a lot of things. You can't Yeah, we're going to do like a, an act show and you can like join in and talk or whatever. Like uh, the X hangout thing. Yeah, yeah. X is going to be... X is the spot, and I think right, X marks the spot, and somebody's saying X is the ending, so it might be, X who knows. The, yes, yes. Well, thank you for tuning in. Put your comments down below. Is Trump a chaos magician? And like the video, and share it out. Much love, everybody, and God bless y'all. FBI, open up! They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus. Ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day. Knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart? Available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today.